what is your opinion on using something that exists versus building something from scratch? Uh, it's a lot of effort. Or it, I guess it depends on how much effort it's going to take. So, I mean, you're not going to rebuild like a search engine or something like that. Like you want to reuse it. Yeah. But even for something smaller, like, you know, just recently I had to build a, an offline checker to kind of see like, okay, like do they have network? And then if they don't, like let's ping some sort of icon file and make sure like they're truly offline because your browser might lie to you. Yeah, there's there's a ton of those libraries out there, little little itty bitty JavaScript libraries that tell you if you're online or not. Or I'm thinking like, or even the um, was it that Node package that took everything down when it got delisted? The pat <laughs> the trim trim left. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, but sometimes like you know, there's there's things like that. Like okay, like trim left is like the extreme. Like, do you really need a library for that? No, you could just do that. Yeah, why did that thing even exist? I don't know, but there's so many things that depended on it. <laughs> um, no, but in terms of this offline thing, like I I did some research. I looked for different implementations, and I was trying to implement it into a progressive web app. And the things that and the ones that I were finding was it was I don't know. I don't want to say them people being too clever. But they were listening to all network traffic and either trying to do a retry policy on it or they're trying to use that for the offline check as well. So that they didn't have to just like ping a file randomly. It's like, oh, you're hitting network traffic. I got a disconnect error, therefore you're offline. So the use case here was you're building a progressive web app. There's going to be some functionality that uh, is disabled when you're offline. You mm -hmm. need to know, are you connected or are you not? Well, and what was the other interesting part too, was I needed the, um, my service worker. So if you don't, if you know, I think about, uh, progressive web apps, you can have offline capability using a service worker. It's always running. It's kind of local to that browser. Um, but I was capturing some network traffic depending on whatever it is, the yeah. criteria that I needed to. So what would happen is when I was online, it would make the call, the offline library was intercepting that call, and then the service worker was intercepting that call. So it, something that should have been one call ended up being three or four, depending on the scenario that it was in. And obviously it was gonna cause performance issues and it just wasn't gonna work for me. And the other ones that were there, um, like a lot of the documentation, they're just like use navigator.online. Okay, but like that's an, uh, but as you kind of dig deeper into it, that's unreliable depending on the browser uh, because it's not a true status of your online or offline. And one of the fun things I experienced was, um, you know, some Firefox or maybe using Chrome, I just started using other tabs in other areas. And I, this is when I was just prototyping stuff out, just making sure how it works. And then I go over to the tab and I reactivate it and it triggered the offline and online event. Oh, geez. So like, so like, yeah, so, and that makes sense though, because if the browser's like, Hey, you know what, you're off this page for five minutes, let's shut it down. Yeah. But that wasn't the true state of how the application was. So, so all of these like, um, libraries that you found, they failed you in some way, shape or form, but your, your first like stab at it was, I'm not going to build it. I'm going to find it. Right. Because, because to me, this is something that seems somebody this is a solved problem, right? And I guess that's really the question, like the determining factor is, am I doing something groundbreaking here? Yeah. This is offline checking. This shouldn't be anything new. Um, now, I, as I admit to you, and a lot of people, a lot of times, I really bad at searching for things online. 
probably a skill that I should have, but I just don't. Um, and yeah, they, they just didn't, whatever I found just didn't work or it was a simple navigator that online, but like when you really yeah. get the brass tacks, it doesn't work that way. Well, and there's also a security risk too, because the more open source libraries you bring into your project, the more vulnerable your application becomes to um, different sort of malicious attacks. You want to limit that footprint as much as possible. Yeah, and like in you know we're I'm doing this in a uh, web environment, and if you don't anything, so like NuGet is awesome. Um, it, the way that it does its dependency trees is it'll only get the dependency once for all the libraries that it needs. And if something needs a later version, it'll just get the later version and it'll use them across all of them. Now, sometimes you get versioning problems and you have to update things that you didn't expect, but you get one, you're maintaining one version of a thing more or less. When you get into the node equal space, um, when it gets deployed, it doesn't have that same kind of dependency tree. Each node package that you download will also download all of the sub packages that it needs to have that package run. Yeah, it's so stupid. And I'm sure there's a reason for it, but it's like if three things need the same dependency, why don't they just share the same dependency? Why does it download it three different times? Right. And it's, it's probably because of the case of like either their security patches or their specific versions that work with certain things. So like it makes it more stable, yeah. I think, because... You don't have these you interdependencies. Have, yeah. Right. However, then when you look at your node modules folder. It's huge. It's gigs long because <laughs> it's downloaded the same yeah. core thing over and over oh. again. And then you get the problem of the left trim or whatever it was. Yeah. I, I do feel, though, that like the, the, the use it or build it, that as, as we mature in our software development career, we often seek to, to use it before building it. Like when, when you're like a green bean developer, you build everything from scratch. You doesn't oh. matter what it is. Like you're just going to build it. But as you, because you don't know any better yeah, usually, yeah. or there's like, there's a level of excitement too. I don't yeah. know. Or you want to learn about how this thing yeah. works and the intricacy. I mean, we talked about this, about the game development, right? The differences of you found the packages and you know, you ended up with a completed <laughs> project and I was like, no, I'm going to learn everything ground up. I'm going to build a game engine. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I, I think as a developer matures, they realize that, um, they they I they take more joy in completing projects and not necessarily the process of getting there. I think if you really really love the process, you probably enjoy building things. But if you just if you enjoy the output or the finished work more, to 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 expedite things, you're gonna look to leverage what other people have done. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I wouldn't discount the people that because I I could see some people that just want to know the technical know how. They don't care if they're ever going to finish anything. Yeah. They just want to know the intricacies of like yeah, it's the process. How, how the protocol yeah. works. and yeah. I want to learn how Ajax works, so I'm not going to use whatever libraries to do you yeah. know, puts and posts and gets. I'm going to use the old XHR yeah. Yeah, requests. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as, as you mature, um, and maybe it's because you know, it's been there, done that, I, don't, I, don't, I, I know how it works, so I don't really care to, to repeat myself a thousand times. Um, you you look for shortcuts, and for me personally, it's because I'm lazy. I I would rather, if I can get something done in ten minutes versus an hour, I'm gonna choose ten minutes every time. Yeah. Well, and then there's also the maintenance aspect of the whole thing too, right? So like I'm I'm thinking another job that I worked at, they uh, built their own test automation framework. You know, it's something that Selenium and um, oh, it's really a thing that Selenium already had in place. 
uh, but they're, they wrote their own custom way of doing it, their own UI over it. And it, it, and now, now what you have is you have this proprietary piece of information that now when somebody comes in, now you got to maintain it, document it, teach it. Yeah. I'm thinking about one of the products we worked on where we implemented, uh, an open source identity platform. It handled like user authentication. Mm -hmm. Um, now we, we implemented it almost like standard, but like as it evolved, we sort of, I don't want to say bastardized it, but like we, we turned it into something more than it was meant to be. Um, and it got to the point where we needed to upgrade it. And that became quite challenging because we had modified it so much. So, uh, side tangent, all that work, unnecessary really i i figured it out all within leveraging leveraging the ex existing system existing yep. framework there was a there was one project on github that he did not come across See? that literally had the azure ad implementation in there that's not a tangent that's it's quite relevant to this conversation we we wanted to integrate with a third-party authentication provider we wanted like this federated trust between our authentication system and another one. Yeah, it's kind of treating it like a, a auth zero, yeah. more or less. So we 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 took the route of, well, we conceptually know what we need to do, so we're going to start building it, you know, to do it. Only to find out, I don't know how hundreds of hours we spent on that. Hey, it already exists. Yeah. Well, I, I and I was not all the time was not wasted. Like a lot of what he did was, was upgrading it. Well, no, he also implemented, uh, he also did implementation or enhancements that he needed to as well. So yeah. that, that all came over. But wasn't there like a .NET upgrade too that he had to do for that? That he thought he needed to do. He didn't, he never did it? Didn't need to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, I don't know, it, you know, this is kind of one of those things of like, you know, do you, this is, now this is a tangent, uh, trust your seniors or not. Oh, because like, you just, you just told him to do it and he's well, like, okay. I, I, I said, this shouldn't be the, that bad. This should be only a couple days of work. And then now we're a month in, and then I, I come in because I have the time finally to kind of, I mean, again, this is me probably doing too much, but I finally had a time after a month to help him out. And then I was like, hey, you know what? Let me just see if I can tackle this from another angle. Less than one day up and running. Sometimes though, just that perspective is all it takes. Like it's not a knock on him, but you just kind of, you work a groove in your mind and you just need that outside perspective to... I mean, that's why pair programming is so... Yeah, so effective. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. It, you know it's, a, it's not like he didn't ask for help along the way as hey, well. You're just a bad still. manager. No. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, I was a bad architect. Bad architect, yeah. yeah. I, have a, I had a call today with a, uh, a client, and um, they're building a, a new mobile app. It's a progressive web app. And they're merging with another company who has their own mobile app. And um, both companies are like, we want to maintain our independence from one another, but we want to leverage each other's assets as best as possible. So I started walking down the road of, well, let's, you know, we don't have a mobile app. You do, you mm -hmm. got, you got some of the work done already. Let's, let's lean on you. Let's leverage your assets and let's build on top of it. That was my like first go at it. Right. But after talking to the developers, the architects of this mobile app, I'm realizing that um, trying to leverage what they've built 
is going to create more problems than if we were to do a loosely coupled architecture between the two systems. Mm -hmm. So, but that was my, my default was you already did 80% of the work. Let's, let's explore whether or not we can use that. Yeah, we did. We found a bunch of reasons not to, and I'm still not entirely opposed to it, but my, right now my, my direction is, Hey, I don't think the, the pros outweigh the cons in this. Yeah. I, th I think it's we're going to be like tying our two shoes together. And when, when we each try to take a step, we're just going to trip. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, you know, there's a project that I've just been talking about uh, recently. And, you know, we started talking with the owner about it. And it was, the, the question came up, hey, this really sounds like this other module, the system. Because, it, and again, this is back to the habit of, especially when you're inexperienced in a, in a legacy system, and I think we had this at my, at the, my first software job of, well, we don't know what exists here, so the default is let's just make new because make a new we one. know <laughs> yeah. because because we know what exists, so we know how to maintain it. Yeah, and it, a lot of that I think was I, I think a lot of that shows immaturity on the developers' part because a lot of us were a year or younger devs, mm -hmm. um, and just not it, it, it just having um difficulty understanding what how the system currently works and how the system was currently built yeah you have to treat every enhancement to a system every modification like you're adding risk and tech debt future tech debt so because every line of code is risk yeah so the more you can leverage what you have done the better but it that's not the silver bullet there there are going to be cases where you should rewrite something from scratch my example was a was a great one mm -hmm. um your example of the offline thing was a great one but i think every developer should start with let me see what's out there and if if that doesn't work or if that creates more problems than it solves then you should be confident in your decision to build something from scratch Right. And, and have the idea and you know, and this is, I know what I've said about, you know, the place I was just at, um, you're going to be challenged on your idea. You just need to know why you're making it. Yeah. I mean, because somebody in this is back to your idea, it, there might just perspective might help out, uh, figure out why it should, is or is not a good fit. Well, and I like to, I, I like to not be too attached to my ideas. I, I go into every meeting with the assumption that I'm wrong. And um, I encourage people to challenge my ideas. I, I know some developers who, when they're challenged, they sort of get defensive and they, they take it personally. No one's attacking you when they um, try to poke holes in your idea. Mm -hmm. What they're trying to do is protect you and to help you and to help you see. Now, some people can be jerks about it, yep. but try to separate yourself from your ideas and focus on the project and the problem. Well, and I, honestly, my advice for that is because some people just attack and like that's never going to work. Yeah. Right. It, and it's usually one. It it's either one of two things. It's either the person said it's not going to work, and here's a solution, or you got the other person who just completely shuts down. And honestly, for me, you just have to like brush them away yeah. because they're they're not there to help the conversation. Like they're not contributing in any meaningful way. Now, I like. Oh, go ahead. Well, and I, I can think of some people like, you know, they've, I know I've had the conversation, but like, you know, I don't think that's going to work, but I can't articulate why. Then it's okay. Let's explore this path together and see yeah. kind of where you're thinking. And sometimes they come around. Sometimes you see what they are trying to see. Um, 
I like to also, if somebody says this is a bad idea, they should have an idea or at least be willing to come back to the table later with an idea. Mm-hmm. But for them to just shoot down your idea for whatever reason, um, you know, a bad idea, if it's the only idea, is still better than no idea. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as long as it can get the job as long, done. Yeah, as long as it can get the job done. Yeah. And I think we've talked about, I've talked about this with estimates too, right? Like I, even estimating something, I have to have a front to end implementation. Doesn't have to be good. It just has to solve the problem. And then anything that I present to anyone else is going to be better than this. Yeah. Like 100%. The, that initial plan is never what you end up delivering. Right. Yeah. It's, you iterate on that as you go. Yeah. Yeah.